we're back. The 66th episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. Number 66. I know. Wow. I know when we started doing the podcast, we were joking about like getting to episode 66. Yeah. yeah. I know. And it, uh, and then, you know, and then now we're there and we're yeah. talking 100. And while wow, it um, flies by and, you know, keeping a weekly format keeps you on target. Yeah, I, it's true. I know people that do it by topic, and that's horrible because you end up drifting, and it's really tough to do. Yeah, and we even tried midweeks when we were more ambitious. That's true. Yeah, yeah. dude, not so great yeah. effect. Once a week's pretty good. Once a week is a good ratio. Yeah, yeah. and we can get through, cover a lot of material in a lot of time. But episode sixty-six is great, and uh, if there's another way to add a six on that by going. 66 six parter i'm doubting that we're gonna get to 666 yeah how could you possibly do it at this rate uh, it'd be 10 years from now yes so we'll all be dead (laughs) i don't mean they'll be still on the go (laughs) don't say that (laughs) i know um yeah a big episode and another beer um we played we've we've done quite a few of these beers port rexton this to me is is not just one of the best breweries in newfoundland it's one of the best breweries i know um, they've never done a beer that I would give less than like a nine and a half out of ten. They're excellent. That I've tasted anyway. They're excellent. And they're, uh, you know, they're really a, an interesting couple too. They came and they started this amazing brewery uh, in Port Rex in a really small town in Newfoundland and put it on the map. Yep. And now they've like, you know, they're just awesome. The beer doesn't compare. Port Rexton to me is just one of the top breweries going. They just, I guess they don't have, well, they're exploding. I mean, I guess they just don't have enough to keep up right now because our beers we can only keep them they come out for like a week or two or three and then they're gone and they're yeah we're waiting so which one's this one because i've the, never had yeah. this one I this think is the label. this sweater weather ip or double ipa oh, yeah. but uh 7.6 percent okay. so there, there's going to be opinions this is episode <laughs> 66 do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers we always drink a, a, a beer on the podcast. So 66 <laughs> be- episodes, only 63 beers listed on the site because we didn't make the whole beer thing into part of the show until a couple episodes in. But we were drinking beer. We just didn't like talk really? about it. We yeah. didn't do Yeah. When did we do the intro clip? We did the the first few episodes that like we didn't have a beer associated. We were drinking Trooper and Hallowed. Yeah. Because that was going to be our thing was we'll have a Maiden themed beer while we talk about Maiden. That's right. But then afterwards, we kind of spun it off into like... We just drink whatever. Any kind of craft beer. Yeah. Or any a, kind of beer, yeah. And it's also cool because... Uh, it, and, you know, that's a great time to reflect on this because I haven't thought about this a lot. Yeah. But um, when we started out the gate, pretty decent equipment, but the sound quality wasn't as good for those first eight episodes. Uh, the episodes are actually pretty terrible. The really? The sound quality of the first episodes. Yeah. I went back and listened to one. Yeah, those first episodes are like rough sounding. I got a yeah. clip of one. I'll just play it here. Episode three, Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. The rain's died down. The beer's still flowing. How are you feeling? Good. Oh, excellent. Well, that news update we did in the last podcast, I think, was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the solo stuff. Yeah, I sent you a link to a playlist of 10 Bruce Dickinson songs. I just picked, basically, imagine that you've never heard any of the Bruce solo stuff. These which are the songs. I haven't. Yeah. Just okay, the, which is good. And this is like line. to try to hook you. Oh man. So that sounds terrible. I know. You know, I know. it's like I always worry people will like see our podcast and then go back and start listening from the beginning and get turned off by the horrible sound quality of those ones. Yeah. Because I think we're, you know, our quality is much better now. Should we do like a promo intro version zero? Maybe we should. Maybe we should do a, a little. 30 second thing and put it at the beginning of those episodes put it at the beginning like, join sound us quality the beginning. these ones are pretty rough but Ooh, it gets better yeah that's right and we, we yeah i remember when we started first off you know kudos i never thought we would have gotten this this far yeah um and now you know we do it's excellent it's amazing and at the same time um you do so much good work you really do. You keep us on track. I just kind of show up and drink. <laughs> and, but, you know, I, there's been a, a bunch of behind the scenes where, where, you know, we have to do this or that. And I'm like, oh, Nesbitt, like, I, I've been swamped. I yeah. haven't had a chance to listen enough. I'm not faking it on the podcast. And you're like, geez, can't you just listen? Like, you've got like 18 pages of notes. And I've got to, <laughs> but I got to get in the mindset too. Like, I like to listen. Well, we've put off episodes before too when I was like kind of not 
I felt like it would be like kind of rushing yeah. to get it done. Yeah. And I'm like, let's just hold off a day or two. Wait till we're right in the mood. And then listen to some Iron Maiden that day and get all pumped. Yeah. And then come in. That's but right. we've never had an episode where we're kind of like, it wasn't fun. That's probably yeah. due to the beer. <laughs> That's probably due to the beer. Also due to the fact that, you know, before we did the podcast, we always hung out a lot. But, you know, there'd be like the hunting season. Yeah. And then there'd be a trip. And, yeah. you know, there'd be like months where we'd be like, oh, man, you know, I'd love to come over for supper, but I'm yeah. swamped and vice versa. And now this just, just means we meet up all the time. Right. The downside of it is that we don't hang out as enough outside of the podcast, maybe. Yeah, that's Like, true. I haven't been over at Deer House for supper in a while. I haven't been invited. On the air, <laughs> can I have a good meal? Is your wife going to make me a pie? It's just going to happen. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Okay, sure. Yeah. I know, it's funny. And then, like, we go out and we'll be like... Sitting around being like, oh, did you hear about Maiden? And we're like, whoa, whoa, stop. Don't save no, it for the podcast. We can't talk about this now. <laughs> save it for the podcast. <laughs> we can't talk about this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We can't have a heated discussion. <laughs> um, that is true. We're going to waste all this good content on, oh. and not have it recorded. <laughs> oh, man. I know. So and... speaking of non-Maiden content, Ooh. you wanted to bring back your Leafs Minute because you had multiple requests. It's not so much that I want to do it. It's the listener base is demanding it. I'm getting multiple requests. Okay, so before you go into your Leafs minutes, I'll just yeah. not mention the fact that the Bruins climbed ahead of them in the standings in their fourth place now, but that's fine. Yeah, well, with the game in hand. <laughs> with two games in hand, actually. Oh, really? They win again last night? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. Okay, let's hear this Leafs minute. Okay. This is a little bit of Toronto Maple Leaf content that Josh like weaseled into the con- <laughs> into the podcast every yeah. now, now and then. Now, I do find that the Leafs are such a strong team now that it is getting incredibly frustrating because there's an overemphasis on every minutia of Leafs land. However, we have an amazing product. We're going, we're getting ready for the playoffs, and it's just a great time to be a Leafs fan. You know, it's been a great time in the league. Yeah, you're a Boston fan. They're doing awesome. Yeah, I do like the Canadian teams doing well, though. Yeah. Well, it's good for the market here, too. Yeah. I mean, but look, we drive the league, but... You know, it's great to be the best player in the game when you're a Canadian. I but... think you're coming up on 60 seconds. <laughs> I'm not even talking about the Leafs yet. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just, this is just an intro. That was the Leafs minute B-side. Okay. Now I'm about to do the Le- No. I just want to say that, yeah, Leafs are awesome. Okay. There you go. Deadly. That quick. That was more like the Leafs three seconds, but that's Leafs fine. three seconds. Well, I'm just pumped about <laughs> hockey. It's that time of year. It's, uh, you know, winter it is coming is up dragging on. In Canada, yeah. coming up on the playoffs is, it is a big deal. All right. So, uh, as far as maiden news. Yeah. There's not a lot of Maiden news. There's well, there was a announcement that they're coming out with Trooper Nitro, which is a new beer, but it's basically just the Trooper beer, which was a cask ale. Yes. But now they're gonna nitrogen, not carbonate, because that would be carbon they, no. They're gonna put that ball in it. No, it's not. It's coming out in kegs. Oh, mic- yeah. micro kegs? No kegs. Oh, it was a cask ale. Yeah, and then they also canned it. But now they're going to be nitrogen. It's not called carbonation when it's with nitrogen. Nitrogenation? I don't know what you call it. A cascade lasts like three or four days after you tap it, right? Because all yep. the oxygen gets into it. But this is like a nitrogen. Is nitrogenation a word? I don't know. I don't know. Nitrogenized? Anyway. <laughs> so hopefully, I'm thinking these kegs will be able to be exported. So we might, we might be able to get Trooper on tap in Canada, North yeah. America now. Yeah. But it, it should be like. Trooper beer, nitro. It is. Have you seen <laughs> like, the, yeah. exactly Someone will the... drink it and then they'll turn, have all these muscles and the, the you... Iron Maidens will come playing for them and they'll jump on a motorcycle and do a wheelie. Yeah, if you look, there's a YouTube announcement video and it's like Trooper Nitro. Yeah, I saw it in my news. But it's basically but... Trooper beer yeah. in a different format. So, so it's, we it's might not get it on really, people. I saw online and it's like, Iron Maiden has a new beer, a new beer, Trooper Nitro. And I'm like, well, it's just the same beer. They just like package it different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... It's in a different container. <laughs> yeah, like so, so many, so many albums we buy. But um, so that's not really yeah. news of a new beer. I don't think. No, not not so much a, a new beer per se, um, but that is a pretty cool concept because one of the things Trooper beer, you know, when we started the podcast, we were drinking. I remember off here, I was like, oh my god, like I'm not a Trooper fan, and but I love ales. Remember when we were in, in England this summer. Yeah. Well, last summer. Yeah, we went to the Robinson's yeah. Brewery. And we yeah, had remember the, I uh, took you around all my old ale, yeah. ale haunts? And a lot of them had Trooper on tap as they a cask ale, and they were delicious. And they were amazing. Yeah, it was a totally different beer. But look, it's drinking it in a bottle is like drinking Old Speckled Hen or some... Like, if you get, like, a Timothy Taylor Landlord or a proper, like, ale in Which we did on this in Manchester, podcast, yeah. Yes, then... And I did have that on tap in Manchester. Oh, that's true. We had yeah. Timothy Taylor Landlord on this podcast. Yeah. That's right. But if you, if you get it as a pulled pint... Now, there's a variance, but it's always good. Yep. 
Man, remember how dragged out we were after all those pull pints? Yeah, I know. <laughs> we were, like dying. Yeah, that was amazing. Really, oh, intense. In Toronto, we had to do pull pints. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to twist my arm. <laughs> twist to drink. No, Josh. No pull pints <laughs> in Toronto. Uh, as far as the new album news, there is a Spanish website that I. There's a quote from Steve Harris. Um, it's called MariscalRock.com, and I Google translated it, and Steve Harris said this, but this is the Google translated version said, I think at the beginning of the year we'll meet to start working on new issues. In fact, we already have several ideas and some half-assembled songs for a new album. You already know us. Iron Maiden does not stop. And the idea of a new album we already have in mind. So, wow. That's oh, translated wow. from Spanish, so I don't yeah. know if that's... Uh... I was really hoping they were going to ask him in Spanish, like, is there going to be a new album? And his response from Google Translate was like, me speak little Spanish. And they'd be like, they didn't deny it. <laughs> they didn't deny it. Ultimate clickbait. I know. I hate those. Yeah. So, basically, but, like, you know, there is a new album. I guess they have a few songs partially written. Mm. That's about all the news on the new album there is right now. But, I mean, what kind of, I'm wondering what kind of theme they're going to go with. Mm. They did, like, Final Frontier, Somewhere in Time, Space, Future theme. They did Ancient Egypt, the Mayans. Matter of Life and Death was a, a war theme. Yeah, I have no idea. I would love the album cover to be, you know, the Eddie from the very first Iron Maiden album? Yeah. Because this is probably going to be their last studio album. Perhaps. Hopefully yeah. not. It is. But yeah, it I would love is. it if they had that exact Eddie with the spiky hair and yeah. t-shirt. They had him in the same pose, but he was in like a modern day London street. And everything was just like exactly like, like a 2020 london street view you know what i mean in the suburbs updated but then the same eddie so it's like i'm still here everything changed but i'm still like i'm still Ooh, the original cool eddie concept. yeah i like it i like it you know same look in the eyes that same like like they'll break from this kind of cartoony eddie they've had for like the last however many albums yeah and go right back to that kind of like zombie dried out face eddie that'd be awesome that'd be awesome i'd love Man, it as soon as you say new album i'm just like I hope to God there's no effing politics in it. You know what I mean? Like everything nowadays is, I just hope they, they stay true and pick a theme and hearken back to the original days. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, I don't know. Cause a lot of people are like, I want to hear only like 80s style rockers and fast yeah. songs. And I'm, then people are like all this prog rock new maiden. It's all the long songs. And I'm just, I don't know. I feel like that, like both people are, should be happy with the latest albums. Oh, yeah, Because absolutely. there's a good mix of the rockers. There's like always like, you know, three, four Damn. rockers. Yeah, it's just when you talk about a new album, I get so nervous. I don't know what it is. I'm just like, You can't ah. please people, too, because yeah. if they do something different, which they've tried a bunch of times, and people are like, this isn't Maiden, this isn't Maiden. Yeah. But then they do like the red and the black, yeah. and they get criticized, and they're like, oh, they're just rehashing old themes. Yeah, I know, I know. It's like, you can't win. It's, it's like, it's, yeah. what are you going to do? It's you, too you, much the same. It's not the same enough. That was the yeah. Star Wars We want to find that right? perfect sweet spot where it's yeah. just different enough and still the same. It's like, yeah. I don't know. Star Wars, you can't change it. You can't do the same thing. It's, it's like all you can't taste, win. though. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm, I haven't heard a Maiden album yet that I've been disappointed in. There's a few songs here and there. Yeah. Um, Actually, I don't know. Some of the 90s stuff is a little... Yeah. I know. I know what people mean. But if, when they say they want like stuff back like in the 80s, the Power Slave stuff. But yeah. like a lot of the Book of Souls stuff, I think, sounds kind of like stuff from back then. Totally. It's, it all ties together. Yeah. And you don't want them to keep rehashing the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. So I, they're think, always, I, think, I think I every album, they've been doing yeah. something a little different, a little different, a little I, different. I, I don't think they missed at all since yeah. the new millennium. So yeah. like, you know, but I think but there's a lot of people that are it. like, they only know, you know, mm. Beast, Peace of Mind, Power Slave. And maybe like... Somewhere in Time and Seventh Son. Yeah. And like anything else. You know, and they lost track of it there. They don't go earlier. They don't go later. And then whatever Maiden does doesn't sound like that. Yeah. And they're, you know what I mean? They're like, make it sound like the stuff that I know. I don't want to learn new music. Most of the people that we engage with, most of the listeners, they know all of the Maiden stuff. They listen to it all to a point. But they have their favorites. Everybody has their favorites, right? Some of them is by ear. Some of them is by album. Some of it's by artist. That's involved. I just feel like my favorite era of Maiden is like whichever one I have listened to the least recently. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'll go back and listen to like Peace of Mind, Power Slave till I'm like half sick of it. Yeah. And I'll go to Final Frontier and be like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, no more of this. And then I go to Killers. 
You know what I mean? I know exactly what you're saying. And you only have so much time. Like, I, I, you know. That's what I like about Maiden. There's so much variety in the. There is so much. And, you know, if you go on a road trip and you get the right people in the car. um, Another, they'll harken back 2006. Episode 66, talking about 2006. Um, Remember we were going on that road trip and we wanted to play every Maiden album. Oh, we did, chronologically. Well, we tried. Yeah. But other people were being. No, we we did. On the trip out, we listened. How far did we get? We got to like we got up to I'm pretty sure we got up to like Fear of the Dark. Yeah, I think we got to run yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, because there's other people in the car other than me and Josh, and on the way out we were like, well, our buddy too who moved to Australia. Yeah, he was all for it too, and we're like we're listening to every Maiden album chronologically, and that's the whole trip because it was like a 12 hour drive there yeah. and 12 hours back. Yeah, and uh, on the way out it all worked out great, and on the way back the other people in the car were not happy. <laughs> no, they were not happy, <laughs> and we were all hungover after this yeah. like trip we went on we're just like was a bit okay we'll just listen to some like stand-up comedy <laughs> yeah that was uh, 13 years ago that was weird that, was, believe our it first, was that long ago Holy that crap. was our first couple of years of friendship there. yeah 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 i remember i drank a six-pack of coors light all in the rings yeah you I didn't just take them in the one, i just opened one after the other in the back seat right like we were an hour away i was like we're, we're showing That's up true. i'm going <laughs> i just pulled it up just cracked yeah. it all out and i remember as soon as we parked i was like i gotta have a whiz something fierce oh yeah because we all bought a six-pack yeah and because uh, we're like at convenience store, we're like an hour out from the final destination. Yeah. And we got there and we're like, oh man, I can't wait to have a beer. And I look back and Josh has six empty cans still in the rings. <laughs> still in the rings. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'm going to need more beer. And I was like, what? <laughs> Just getting warmed up. <laughs> all the days. Back then you could drink all day long. and you know. Oh yeah. Nowadays. Uh, the only other topic that's Maiden related that I can think of are the new batch of Maiden remastered CDs are out in March. March 22nd. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's Somewhere in Time, Seven Sun, and No Prayer. Um, so what does that mean? Like, remastered in what way? They're remastered from the master tapes. Yeah. To, like, these digipack CDs. And the Somewhere in Time comes with a action, not an action figure, but, like, a little statue of the Somewhere yeah. in Time Eddie and a patch. It's just more stuff to buy, too. And it's more stuff to buy? Well, I've got no I have multiple that. copies of, like, Maiden CDs, and now it's like, oh, I don't have any digipacks of them. Oh my so then they're, uh, I don't know. And then May 2019, Fear of the Dark comes out as one with the figurine and a patch with the X-Factor Virtual 11 and Brave New World. The Fear of the Dark Eddie. Yeah. Ooh, in July, A Matter of Life and Death comes out in the collector's edition with Dance of Death, Final Frontier, and Book of Souls in digipack. So I'm wondering what the Matter of Life and Death, like, toy is going to be like. Will it be the tank with Eddie on it, or will it just be the Eddie? But they're still selling CDs, eh? Who's buying yeah. CDs? I still buy every Maiden album on CD. Yeah. Just because I have the collection on the shelf. You know what I mean? Totally. I bought Book of Souls, and I bought the live chapter on yeah. CD. Other news? So people are always like, you're always talking about Blaze all the time. Yeah. But there's not a lot going on with Maiden. But Blaze, there's tons of stuff to talk about with Blaze. So that... 25 tour where it's like an all iron maiden set list he announced uh there's if you go on blaze's website he announced the five festivals he's only doing five festivals Mm. with that set list and his backing band is absolva with an expert guitarist blaze usually has a four piece but it's gonna be a five piece for this yeah and he's doing the sweden rock in june 6th rock the coast in spain june 14th headbangers open air in germany july 27th Man Reed Open Air in Switzerland, August 9th, and August 10th, Dark River Festival, Finland. So awesome. that's the only dates that he's announced so far for this tour. He's got a Maiden shirt from his tour. Like a, a Blaze shirt with X a Maiden. Factor. Yeah, but he's in it, right? Yeah, but it's Blaze that... instead of Eddie in the electric chair. That's awesome. Pretty cool. <laughs> it's a cool yeah, shirt. I saw that. I went through yeah. and I was pricing up a bunch of Blaze stuff on there. Something I meant to mention. Remember I told you that there's that book by Bob Sawyer, Bob Angelo Sawyer. The Iron Maiden and Praying Mantis, the early days book. I mentioned on the podcast when I bought that book or when I pre-ordered it. Um, I got it and read it and I forgot to talk about it. Anyway, I'll give a quick review of it right now. It's uh, Bob Sawyer. He's also known as Rob Angelo. And he was in Maiden in 1977. So this is like pre-first album. And I didn't really have very high hopes for this book. Mm. But it was pretty decent actually. It's worth getting if you're curious about that era of Maiden, like the pre-first album, 1977. Um, there's some cool stories in there about like Maiden when they're playing in bars and pubs, which is kind of cool because you don't hear a lot about that era of Maiden. 
And he clears up a couple of rumors here, and there's like a listing of gear that Maiden uses and a list of tour dates back from that era. Um, the first quarter of the book is about his time in Maiden, and the rest of the book is about him in Praying Mantis. But even that part has a lot of Maiden-related stuff, because Maiden and Praying Mantis kind of toured together. Mm. So it's actually worth getting. So if anyone's wondering about this book, I give it a like a, a worth-buying stamp of <laughs> <laughs> approval. Join Nesbitt's book. Not as good as Steve Loopy Newhouse's book, which I always recommend. That one, Loopy World. Yeah. That's a really great read. Yeah. I'm actually reading another book of Steve Loopy Newhouse's right now called Thunder Thuck, which is a fictional book that he's writing. And it's about a band going on an American tour. And it's kind of has like, and he's in it as himself, as the tour like manager. Uh, the band manager is named uh, Ron instead of Rod. It's very like similar to like the Maiden tour thing, but he kind of wrote a fictional ac- fictionalized account. And the security for the band on the tour is like this demon. Mm. So, anyways, I'm only like a bit into it, but it's pretty funny. Yeah. So that's a. Uh, it's like OJ Simpson's yeah. "If I Did a Book" or whatever the hell <laughs> yeah. it was. Everything's kind of changed slightly, but it's kind of funny. But it's, uh... it's so close that every Maiden fan should buy it. But I'm going to tell stuff that they can't sue me for. <laughs> well, there's nothing like that in it. Yes, yeah. I'm only like. I can't remember. 30 yeah. pages and then in the or bass something. Pl- and the bass player touched me. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't, his name wasn't Steve, it was Beef. <laughs> but it's a, like a comedic, yeah, kind of humorous, fictional account of a band on tour. But yeah. you can tell that he knows that like lifestyle in and out. Yeah. So he's just pulling in all these stories and stuff. It's pretty funny. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing is I saw on social media, on Twitter, when I was updating our like Twitter yeah. On the internet? On the internet. On the, on the internet. World Wide Web. On the World Wide Web. On the cyber highway, information <laughs> highway. The Iron Maidens finished recording their new album. Yes. They twi- they mentioned it on our podcast when we had them on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Or however. Who knows? A couple was, of weeks ago. Yeah, it wasn't long ago. And anyway, they're finished now. So there's no word of a release date or anything yet, but uh, yeah. they're done recording it. They're done. Yeah. They're done recording. And the only other thing I can think of Maiden related to talk about is the Legacy of the Beast comic book. (laughs) They're coming out with a series two, so five more issues. Yeah. Which is like three cover variations of each, so it's 15 more comic books I have to buy. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I have one, and it's one because you had it twice. That's That's right, yeah. uh, These comic books, so the first one came out, and I flipped through it, and they're like a couple of bucks each. So every time one comes out, I buy one of each of the covers. Yeah. They come in these like plastic sleeves and I don't even take them out. I just put them on the shelf. <laughs> I've never been a comic book person. I never read comics growing up. No. So these just come and I just stick them into the collection. This is a funny one for me because I have like an epic comic book collection. Yeah. I you really still have do. it? Oh, yeah. Okay. I have like all the Todd McFarlane Amazing Spider-Man from the first Venom all the way up. All okay. those, All those really... There's a lot of hot hot issues in there. Okay. And uh, I got I got like some really good ones. And then uh, all of the start of image and all of the nightfall stuff from okay, DC. I don't know what you're talking like, about. Anyway, the <laughs> mid nineties, like all that stuff, I've got them all like okay. and stacked in my mom's house. And I'm like, what do I do with them? I don't know. Yeah, like these are just I'm only getting these because they're maiden related. Yeah. Um. Originally, I was going to get them and give them to my daughter to read, but then I looked in and there's a lot of like people getting chopped in half, and that's why yeah. I read the first one and kind of flipped through it. And I was like, this is kind of violent for someone that's five to look at. It's, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. But I used to buy two, when it, when I thought one was going to be a collector, I started to buy two versions of it, one to read and one to keep. Oh, I did but that with the Book of Souls. <laughs> you did, yeah, of course you did. But even then, I'd barely read, so now I have two perfect condition ones. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and so I don't know which one's the read copy, and it's like, I have two of these, all these awesome comics, which is totally weird. And like, it was a, it was a weird period for, for comics, too, but anyway, like, I show them to my, you know. Are comics like hockey cards, though, where, like, n- there's no recent comic book or hockey card that's going to be worth anything? Because the reason that the old ones are worth a lot is because people didn't save them. Um, well, like I feel like everyone in the '90s I knew that collected hockey cards, bought them all, and collected like the whole series, and like put them into yeah. these like folders and dust-free jackets and stored yeah. them away. Yeah, which so it doesn't I seem also like anything's have. Rare. It doesn't nothing's seem like anything's rare. There. No, yeah, nothing's worth. Unless I have all the Bruins to... hockey cards from like the, yeah. the three-year period when I, was I in have high like school. I was like every other kid when it hit mass market. I was all the upper deck and OPGs. I yeah. have them all. Yeah. And and uh so I have all those. And yeah, they're very worthless. But I was also I collected Magic the Gathering. 
but I like got okay. rid of all of my collection. Like, and now it's worth <laughs> thousands. But I got oh, really? rid of it because it was an obsession. Okay. And I was just playing it like crazy. Oh, okay. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. No, I was like a tournament champion player of Magic the Gathering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People didn't know that the, know. Ho- the co-host of the Talking Maiden podcast was a Magic the Gathering. Champion. Co-host. I thought I was host and you were producer <laughs> slash expert. But no, I mean, who'd have thought Wait, that who's, this... who's the sidekick? <laughs> who's the sidekick? I thought I was the beer drinking sidekick slash host slash... And you were producer slash knowledgeable person. Um, no, who'd have thought that... that Who would have ever thought that a guy who collected comics and uh, played Magic the Gathering would go on to be a computer programmer and loves Maiden? What are the odds? What are the odds? What are the odds? Episode 66. <laughs> So social media is going to be a bit of fun. I like yeah. I'm having I have a good time at it. I mean, I'm not. I like deleted all the apps off my phone a while ago to kind of keep off it. Oh yeah. Um, but so I like I got it at work, and I get on there. And so if a hey, look if you if you try and get me on Facebook and it's a little bit of a slow reply, it's because you know we're only on there so much. But the messages we get are awesome. And yeah. The engagement is great. So I if sh- anyone doesn't know, Josh does the Facebook and I yeah. do the Twitter. That's right. Yeah. And but one thing I I think is awesome is like I wish I could get rid of my own Facebook and be only talking Maiden. I don't know how to do it because the Facebook I started following. There's so much good Maiden content on Facebook, like oh, yeah? awesome stuff. There's a few groups we're gonna reach out and get a few of them on um, that are just doing like like there's custom artwork. There's like crazy stuff. There's people posting stuff that's just off the charts. And then there's all kinds of cool like live videos and things that I just haven't seen. So that stuff's awesome, but I've had a few people because I post the beer video. Oh know, right, yep. Yeah, and there was a picture of you somewhere, and anyway, we had uh, our talking maiden shirts on, and we did a few runs of talking maiden shirts, and we've given them out to people on the show, people who you know wrote in or did something. We just if we you know if we can reciprocate, yeah, you sent us a beer or whatever, we send you a shirt. So we we printed all those like we sent them out. Um, a lot of people have messaged us wanting shirts, and then we've explored doing a shop or something. It got yeah. extremely expensive yeah. mailing out these shirts because we print up the shirts, and the shirts aren't that expensive to print mm. up. It's not the printing up the shirts; it's the yeah. mailing them out. Yeah. Because uh, I used to, you know, get the addresses from some of our listeners and do up the padded envelopes and put the shirt in it, and I would give them to my wife and be like, "Mail these while you're out today." And she came back to me eventually, and she was like. Do you know how much you've spent on like postage so far sending these out? It's like hundreds of dollars. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was like, oh yeah, we got to find another uh, solution. Another to this. solution. So I put together this shirt store. It's yeah. like a spread shirt store. Yeah. But we're still trying to figure out what to do as far as like, yeah, the shirt store because it's so expensive that like if people would think that they would be supporting the podcast by buying a shirt. But it's been like $30 on a t-shirt and we'd get like under $4. Yeah, we get nothing out of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, which is fine. Um, yeah. So we're not in this to make money. Right. In case anyone thinks like, oh, you guys are like a super successful Iron Maiden podcast. You guys must be raking in the money. <laughs> like, we made zero dollars. We've poured so much money into this. As a matter of fact, when we meet fans, we buy them beers. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So uh, we're not sure exactly what we're going to do with the t-shirt situation yet. Yeah. But we might have a shirt store that people can buy shirts. Yeah. We're not sure the prices or, you know, what yeah. we're going to do with that. We're still... Yeah. We've still had a bit of a debate on this. I, I think, like... If uh, anyone has a solution of how to, like, yeah. sell t-shirts online... Yeah, but then people are... Going without to, charging people yeah. tons... We're both web developers. We know the problem. Like, you have to buy an e-commerce platform, become a company, and spend all that overhead. Yeah. And then force people to buy shirts. And then we're like, hey, check out our shirts, and we're idiots. Yeah, that's true. Or you, like, outsource it, and you're basically selling someone's shirts for them. Right. <laughs> you know, well, that's basically what I did was, yeah. like, set up one of these print-on-demand t-shirt stores. But yeah. then I saw how much they charge, and I was like, you know, you basically have to charge at least $25 Canadian for a shirt. And that's yeah. for us making zero profit. Yeah. Which I might just do anyway. Anyway. Because we had a bunch of people asking for Iron Maiden t-shirts because they've seen some on like social media and stuff. Yeah. There might be a way you can buy Iron Maiden t-shirt. There might be a way you can buy a Talking Maiden t-shirt in the yeah. future. It's it's a fun one in the sense that I'd love for people to have a Talking Maiden shirt. Um, but yeah. I, don't want, I don't want them to get fleeced. We're, so not, if you... we're not the kind of guys who want people to get fleeced. Yeah. I don't want yeah. people to pay through the nose for a, a podcast t-shirt. But... That's true. I'll figure it out. So that's some of the feedback we've been getting was asking for t-shirts. So that's why I kind of looked into that. Yeah. So. But you know what? It means a lot that people reach out. That's nice. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, anyone, uh, if there's anyone out there who has like experience in doing merch and there's a better way we could be doing it that we haven't that's thought true. of, let us know. Email us. 
talkingmaiden at gmail.com. That's true. We've been getting a lot of uh, feedback, too, through that website, thetalkingmaiden.com slash talk, where you can leave an audio clip. Um, actually, I'll go through a few of these now because we've got some pretty decent ones. We've got some pretty uh, cool ones. Hi, guys. This is Leo, a huge man frame fan from Brazil. I heard about your podcast a while ago, and now I'm by listening. I have a little story. I bought the first CD, like the first Maiden CD. But when I, I put it on my CD player, it was Number of the Beast and not the first CD. Have you guys heard about it somewhere else? I don't know. if it, I think it's a problem in the factory. I, I could I could have like returned the CD and pick it up other one, but I choose to stay with this one because it's like a collector thing. I, I, I don't have a huge collection, but like a, a special thing. I don't know. Thank you for the podcast. Uh, up the aisles and keep doing the great work. Cheers from Brazil. So he has a misprint, which is a, I looked it up. It's a number of the beast, but it has the original. It has like the, the art on the CD is misprinted. So the songs are Number of the Beast, but the the art on the CD itself is from the first Iron Maiden album. And I looked it up online. It's a misprint. It's a, uh, released 1998. So some of these misprints are worth a lot of money. There's a brown vinyl Twilight Zone that's like a misprint. It's a, That one for like $5,000 a few years ago. There's a bunch of uncut picture discs that are like upwards of three or $4,000. There's like... There's a whole bunch of weird like misprint stuff that's worth money, but... Uh, so Leonardo, I hate to break it to you. This one's worth like, I think people are selling me for like six or seven dollars. Yeah. For some reason, this misprint's not worth anything. But you no. never know. But I, if I was you, I would still keep it because it is cool yeah. to have like a curious. Yeah. You know and what you, I mean? And you laugh and are like, oh, it's not worth a lot of money. You want one. Oh, yeah. If I <laughs> yeah. saw one, I would definitely pick it up. You would pick yeah. it up. So, so Leo, there's, yeah. the, there's the way into uh, Nesbitt's heart. Yeah. Great call. And he's from, uh, from Brazil. Right. We have a ton of listeners in Brazil. It's true. A big chunk of our listeners now are from Brazil. Yeah. They must be just crazy for Maiden. So hey, hello you know, to everyone in Brazil. That's hello. Listening. You know what? Um, yeah. I don't oh, know. Man. I don't know hello in Portuguese. We should go down to Brazil for a Maiden show. Can you imagine how oh, awesome that God. would be? Didn't we look at going to South America? I mean, that is the home of metal, isn't it? They're, they love their metal down there, man. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh, man, how good would that be? So it's funny when you're talking about travel time because yeah. that brings me... Okay, so I have another clip from someone else who called in. This is Peter, and he's from Atlanta. Hey, guys, this is uh, Peter from Atlanta, Georgia, just south of you guys, and just wanted to leave you a quick message around the amazing work you all are doing for the podcast. And I think without a doubt, this is probably the most comprehensive Maiden podcast I've heard to date. I just love the, uh, the richness that you all bring to the discussion within a very passionate fan community. And I think this is like a testament to the quality of Maiden fans like yourselves. And you just don't see that anywhere else at this level from any other uh, fan base that I've seen. So again, kudos to you all for doing a great job. And I came across your uh, podcast last year after doing some some research around Maiden Japan. And I was looking for some nuances around the live tracks on that release. And uh, like you all, I tend to go deep on things like you know live performances and solos and singing. It's almost like borderline obsessive, but... Maybe a bit of a maidenized nerdiness that really has taken to a whole nother level, and uh, it, it really can now be shared within your medium. So again, I thank you for all the hours you put into this, and really want you guys to keep going forward with the conversation. And I started my passion for Maiden back uh, my journey, probably eighty four, eighty five, when I first listened to Number of the Beast that time, but quickly got into Deanna releases. Uh, but I really got hooked within Peace of Mind. And I'm really just getting chills now thinking about it. That cold winter night when I first heard Wagle's Dare. And a buddy of mine who turned me on to the band. And I really can't thank him enough for really uh, starting this journey for me. And it's been a great it's been a great run so far. But um, over the years, I've collected a ton of, of memorabilia. You know, some rare, uh, some not so rare. Some, unfortunately, are fake. And some that have some really interesting stories behind them. I've also had the pleasure of uh, hanging with Bruce and Nico as well as visiting London several times a year for my job. And of course, I visited Ground Zero in Stratford to visit the Cart and Horses and uh, other maiden locations that really bring a reality to the passion. But anyways, I, I would love to be a guest someday in your podcast if you're going to entertain that. And I'm sure it'd be a great conversation to be had. I'm also a beer nut like yourselves. So sharing a virtual beer with you guys across the uh, North American boundary would require a... Uh, a hand-selected brew from my dungeon if I had the opportunity to do that. But again, guys, keep it up. 
don't change anything. Uh, stay the course. And uh, I continue to look forward to some great conversations in the future. And uh, up the irons. Take care. So that was cool feedback. He's very complimentary. I love hearing that. Oh, yeah. I like that he says he appreciates the deep dives. Because sometimes I worry that we go way too deep on stuff. And we're like yeah. going to turn people off. But like most of the feedback we get is people saying they love the deep dives on stuff. Yeah, I, I think that's awesome too. Uh, you remember when we started, we said like how deep can we go? And you, you know, my depth was only like skin deep. And uh, just like the Santa Maiden, and uh, <laughs> basically, and then you you know now now when I talk to Maiden people and they're just like this, I'm like, oh, have you read this source or that source? And I'm like, I've been around Nesbitt for like a year <laughs> recording, and it's just like I feel like I've been a crash course. Funniest and, thing about this uh, yeah. clip, and this is uh, for everyone. <laughs> a lot of people make this; they kind of don't put this together in their head. But he's like, I'm from Atlanta, just south of you, so. He's in Atlanta, and we're in Newfoundland in eastern Canada. Um, he's closer to Los Angeles than he is to us. Yeah. So it's 2,173 miles yeah. to Los Angeles from Atlanta, and it's 2,540 miles to where we are from I Atlanta. Know. But I think people tend to think that, like, East Coast. They don't get it. He's like, you're just south of yeah. us. And I'm like, no, we're not close to it at all. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it. it's three to three and a half hours to fly to Toronto for us. And we're in Canada. Right. And it's four hours to England. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, when I was in England, people would be like, they'd be like, oh man, you're you're Canadian. I'd be like, eh. Because, you know, Newfoundlanders kind of begrudgingly Canadian. We love Canada, <laughs> but like, you know, my parents weren't born before we joined Confederation. And like, you know, I, I'm a Newfoundlander, but I, I love Canada. But, you know, we're, we're Newfies. Anyway, uh, he was like, oh, I got a friend in Vancouver. I was like, you know, you could fly to Thailand for me to fly into Vancouver. Like, I mean, uh, from, well, it's three hour, three or four to, to Toronto, depending on the plane you're in. Right. And then it's like five hours plus because you also got to fly right. over the Rockies, yeah, right? So it's, like like, so you nine, fly, it's like a 10 hour flight. Yeah, you fly to Calgary, but you got like a two more hour flight, but you fly over the Rockies. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a yeah. beast of a flight. So it's a 10-hour flight to Vancouver. From here. It's near on that, okay. you know, and you're not doing it direct. Yeah. No, Canada's big. Everyone forgets. Canada's huge. <laughs> I think I blew some people's mind when we were in uh, Manchester and London when they yeah. were talking. They were saying the exact same thing. They were like, oh, you must see all the East Coast shows. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> you're not going to drive to, like, New York. Yeah, the problem is you need is you three days. Get, yeah, yeah, and you can only get so much time off. Yeah. And they're also expensive. But that said... Um, what amazed me about Vancouver when you go out there is this, the the homogeneity and sense of like new of like Canadian culture. We're like, yeah, oh, your Coke cans are slightly different. You say this and we say that. I'm like, man, we're like miles apart, like <laughs> literally as far apart as you could be. Yeah, and you know, people are like minor differences. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. So another call we got from Sweden. This is uh, Peter from Sweden. Hello, guys. Great podcast. My name is Peter. I'm an Iron Maiden fan from Sweden. I got a pretty funny anecdote from when I met Bruce Dickinson the first time. It was 2001. He had released his Best of Bruce Dickinson double CD. Uh, and he was in Stockholm on a promotion tour. So I went there to get my copy signed. And I also brought a, a Union Jack flag, a British flag that I had to get it signed. And when it was my turn, I went up to him and shook his hand and said hello and uh, asked him what his favorite Maiden song was. And it was Hallowed Be Thy Name, he said. And then I said, um, would you like to sign my Union Jack? And he went silent and looked at me. And then he said, oh, you mean the flag? <laughs> yes. I said, yeah, of course, I mean the flag. And then we started laughing about it. He said, I thought you meant something else, mate. So that was pretty fun. Uh, he was he was really nice, in a very good mood, and uh, it was a very nice memory I have. Okay, good luck with the podcast. Up the irons. <laughs> classic Bruce. Oh, that's classic Bruce. <laughs> that's classic humor. I love it. That's funny. I like hearing these funny stories that people send in. That's awesome. Yeah. You got to meet Bruce. Yeah. And Sweden, also a lot of great listeners in Sweden that we get good feedback yeah. from. Yeah. Oh, man, what a great country. I am... Blaze Bailey, you're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, possibly the best podcast in the world. Um, I have one more thing I want to talk about yeah. before we wrap up. It has to do with a band that you hate and I love, Kiss. Yeah. So Kiss and Iron Maiden, I just want to put some 
compare them a little bit so everyone can realize how awesome Maiden is. So, and okay, before I say this, I'm just going to say I love Kiss. I'm a huge Kiss fan. Yeah. A <laughs> loser. A <laughs> loser. <laughs> Kiss are on their farewell tour. Let me just compare. Okay, so Maiden started as Gypsy's Kiss in 73, and Kiss started as Wicked Lester in 71, two years before Gypsy's Kiss. Maiden officially formed in 75, Kiss officially formed in 73. So Kiss has a two-year head start on Maiden, but they're basically like around the same era. Yeah. Like they've been on the go for like 40 plus years, for a long time. First Maiden album, 1980, first Kiss album, 74. So I'm a huge fan of the first eight Kiss albums. And then they hit like music from the older and they like Kiss, Hotter Than the Hell, Dressed to Kill, Destroyer, Rock and Roll Over, Love Gun Dynasty, Unmasked. I think they're all great. Music from the Elder I love, but it is kind of a misstep. And then they're right into Creatures of the Night. And then they take the makeup off, lick it up, animalize, Asylum, Crazy Nights. Love those albums too. Not as much as those original eight, but there's like good stuff on there. They're like So wait now I'm for familiar the... with them. So I'm just going through these. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I I'll just stop okay. for a second. So as someone is like just knows Kiss from the hits and Gene yeah. Simmons is a is an arsehole. The uh, the makeup Kiss that we know is that how they started in seventy four. Seventy four. The first album was seventy four, and then yeah. they took the yeah, makeup off for Look It Up in eighty three. They took them, but that was eight albums in. That was ten albums in. Okay. So they have twenty albums, studio albums, and Maiden has sixteen studio albums. So basically, I'm a huge Kiss fan. Hmm. So it like pains me to say this, but like you're talking about like legacy of the beast right now with Iron Maiden. So Iron Maiden is, they both have this huge legacy staples of classic rock, you know, Maiden, the difference is Maiden is doing their legacy of the beast tour. They had a few up and downs with like members coming and going and stuff, but they're like performing on a level that is as good as they've ever been. Like they might be at an all time high. If you ask me agreed, they're touring this like, Awesome set list of like hits with a few rarities sprinkled in. Something for everyone. So Kiss is also touring on this goodbye tour. This end of the road tour. A set list of all hits. But they're basically turning into a joke. Like if this pains me to say as a Kiss fan. But they're on their farewell tour. Well they had a... Actually they had a tour called the Farewell Tour in 2000. So this is 19 years later. And they're doing their, their actual farewell tour. Two to three years. I can't remember exactly. And started a few weeks ago in Vancouver. And if you look online and you look at the clips, there's all these clips of Paul Stanley, who basically his voice is shot, can't sing anymore, and he's 100% lip syncing. So the vocal track for Paul Stanley for his songs is 100% lip syncing. Um, they're basically paying, playing to a track, and he's lip syncing. There's like clips where he, he backs away from the microphone, the vocals keep going. Oh. And I watched, uh, there's a guy online who I was like, He's like my <laughs> my kiss equivalent of how I am in Maiden, I guess, because he took five bootlegs from this live tour and overlaid the vocals, and they're exactly the same, the live vocals. Oh, jeez. So they're basically singing to a, they're, like the band is playing, but they're it's lip syncing. It's not studio. It's like a live take because it sounds half live. It doesn't sound yeah. studio quality. They don't even have a good enough algorithm to make it so it's not detectable. I guess they're thinking, like, well, up the stage show and the pyro and, like, compensate. But this, like, kills me as, a, like, a Kiss fan. And they've been super vocal about lip syncing in the past. Like, Gene Simmons, like, 2015 in an interview, said this big thing about, like, if a, he hates lip syncing and hates bands using backing tracks. And if you go to a concert and they're using backing tracks, it should say it on the ticket because then you'll know what you're getting. You're not really getting a live show, blah, blah, blah. And he's been tr trashing Ace and Peter Chris, who are ex-members of, of KISS. He's been, like, trashing them because uh, they were talking about having this reunion for, like, this goodbye, this final tour. And they're basically saying, like, they can't perform to the level that's expected. And all they talk about is how, like, they're better than ever and they're at the top of their game. And I'm like, this is, like, I don't know. This is, like, annoying the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, sounds garbage. So I listen to, so I see all this stuff, and it's definitely lip syncing. Like, there's a lot of people. And then I listen to all these Kiss podcasts, which I tell you about a couple of them I unsubscribed from because it was so annoying. Because everyone's given Kiss a pass, all these Kiss fans. Yeah. Like, Kiss fans are different from Maiden fans. Um, they're like trashing people for criticizing Kiss for lip syncing. And they're like, well, it's still a good show, and blah, blah, blah. And they're, it's Jesus. just crazy. It's almost like, I feel like Kiss fans are like, 
when everyone sees what I'll put up with from Kiss, then they'll know I'm the biggest fan. I don't care if it's if it's all fake. I don't care. Blah blah blah. I'll. It just drives me crazy. Yeah. So all of these podcasts I listen to, because after the first show in Vancouver, I assumed everyone was just gonna start trashing Kiss and being like, I can't believe they're doing this. But every single podcast is just like. Like, oh, yeah, this is great. It's a great show. It's great, blah, blah. And they don't even mention it. And if they do, they're trashing the people that are criticizing it. And I'm like, if you're going to a rock show, man, like... That's not cool. If it's lip syncing, I could be the lead singer of Kiss for this tour. Yeah, but it's, it's ridiculous. It's, there's, 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 there's a bunch of ways to go at this. Yeah. Firstly, um, <clears throat> A, that's horrible and sad, especially the fact that, you know, Paul Stanley, who I don't know at all, don't know his personal circumstances. Yeah. I only know that he's a very respectable musician. Yeah. And some of his early stuff was amazing. <clears throat> but the fact that Bruce comes out of throat cancer and is not... Exactly. Doing, he could have had the perfect excuse. Yeah. But he's not. He's, he's better than ever. Yeah. But the thing amazing. that annoys me is that so many people are giving Kiss a pass for this. Yeah. It's like ugh, they're like trying to milk money out of their fans. Yeah. It's not an authentic... Well, one exception. So I mentioned to you before that I love it loud cast. Yes. Which I'm going to say... A shout out to them. Yeah, it's a cool podcast. Guys. Very good guys. It Vinny and Pete are the hosts, and yeah. every time that they bring up Maiden, they yeah. always bring up our podcast. Oh, that's like awesome. every, they've done it like four or five times. Yeah. And I meant to, I've been meaning to talk with them. Cool. But uh, so they're the only podcast I listen to. They did a two-hour episode on this, and yeah. basically they're saying exactly the same thing. Oh, they I'm ripped saying. them. Oh my god, yeah. They're the only podcast that yeah. like respect, actually, yeah. respect. Yeah. You gotta every, be honest. You but gotta everyone be else is pretty yeah. much giving them a kiss, and this kills me because I'm like, a, I'm still a Kiss fan. I love yeah. all those albums. I hate they're going out like this. I kind of feel like, imagine you had like a fighter in the UFC that was your favorite yeah. fighter, and he like just went on way too long and took on mm-hmm. a fight that he shouldn't be able to take on, and he's just humiliating himself. Yeah, I'm not like Kiss is like ripping everyone off, and it's no like hatred towards kiss yeah i just like i'm like oh man what are you doing to your legacy yeah the, okay like, you, like if you can't perform you can't perform and you should give it up you can't. don't try to do pull this so this is I'll, or admit I'll, it admit it in admit interviews it. and be like it's a show yeah. we're not actually singing a lot so gene simmons you know i've i've tracked him outside of kiss for a while i've, I've watched documentaries on him he married a newfoundlander we're from a small island yep. and, and we know her uh, shannon tweed and she's very famous here. And, and so we know him that way. I saw him do a documentary one time. He was talking about business. And, you know, this sounds funny. Come from a Maiden fan. And I'll qualify it after. But he was talking about, like, merchandising and all this other stuff. Is like, this is how you, you know, it was basically, like, no artistic value. It was, like, marginal cost stuff. Like, yeah. oh, if I produce this figure, then they buy it and I sell a million units. I'm like, that, okay. This is why I say it's, it's contradictory as a Maiden fan. You step back and you go, well... You know, Nesbitt's here buying every remastered album. We all have the I comic have, book, I have the comic iPhone books, games, yeah. things yeah. like I don't buy merchandise like you do, but I buy a lot. Yeah, and you know, more than the average fan. And sure enough, but if Steve Harris was on going, all I need to do is remaster this and remaster that and do this, and I can make more money. I would be upset about that. Yeah. Now maybe that is part of the reason they do it. That doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. But it just bothers me that they're lip syncing, especially when they've been so vocal against it. That's sh- yeah, shout yeah. out to Love It Loud, but I want to make one point too about Kiss. Yeah. They have a guy who dresses up as a cat, and we have an actual guy who looks like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We do. We have an actual cat. <laughs> Murray is the perfect oh, pussy true. cat, and he's always smiling, and he looks as good as ever. Yeah, he's awesome. So, anyone, just Maiden fans, Maidens, they're at the tail end of their career. Yeah. They're going out on an all-time career high. They're amazing. Kiss is going out as a joke. I don't know. I wouldn't this be able a, to do a yeah. podcast for that. I would be in here just, I'll hold my head in my head. I'd be pissed. And you know what? And the know, funny thing is, yeah. if I say to you, I'm like, how would you react if yeah. Maiden, if Bruce Dickinson was lip syncing? But the idea of that is so ridiculous. It's, it's I can't even think of that as a hypothetical. They're so different people. Bruce Dickinson yeah. is such a great guy. Remember when I said to you one time about like, oh, you know... Stuff matters, what people do after, and a bit Ozzy. And if you know, if Bruce and them became like, you know, if you found that some horrific thing that they did, you'd have trouble with it. That's just out of touch with the way I view them as people. Like, that's one of the things why yeah. I like deep diving on them yeah. is I like them as people. I don't want to go off and read about some 27 year old kid who killed himself or wrote a good album. And oh, why did that happen? Like, these are real good, they're good men, they're good people. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I have a lot of respect for them. Now, we're going to have debates when the podcast. Uh, as we get on, as it starts to wind down, when and Maiden winds down, and we have to say, 
was that the right way to end? Did they end too early? Did yeah. they leave it on the table? And that'll be great debates at the time. But this is obvious. If, if what you're describing, if they're lip syncing, that's yeah. embarrassing. So basically the whole reason I brought this up is yeah. like everybody who's listening, I assume is a Maiden fan, just take a minute, realize how amazing it is to have a band like Maiden that's performing at this level yes. after 40 years. Uh, awesome show, new album in the works. Check them out on the Legacy of the Beast tour. If you haven't seen the Legacy of the Beast tour, yeah. do whatever it takes to get yourself there and get yes. a ticket and see it. Yes. Like, I don't know. They won't be around forever. You can know. Man, they're at a level. One of the last five. And when I saw this stuff with Kiss, it just drove home how awesome Maiden are. Like Maiden are just at that level. Yeah, and and we have such a skewed analysis of Maiden. Like people listen in vivo when it was live. Oh, I don't know if I'm into you know the new stuff. I don't know. I don't. I'm like listen to it objectively, and realize how awesome they still are. And you might not like some aspects of it. Yeah. Look at look at the uh, the Book of Souls tour. Yeah. Bruce is amazing. He just came off throat cancer. Yeah. I mean, when I look at it, I'm like, he's bouncing around. And then when we did the live after death, and when I went through all the all the video stuff, I realized in a lot of ways their stage game is way better. Isn't that weird? Like that you think that in your prime. I mean, you're not finding any hockey players taking them in their 60s and being like, oh, they're better. Never. Yeah. You know, their their stage presence is better. They're bang on. They don't waste energy. But they always put on an amazing show. Yep. And it's, it's just bang on quality. Yeah. It's unreal. But uh, anyway, go see the Legacy of the Beast. Yeah. Tour. If, if you're listening chance. to this podcast, you have to go yeah. because you're deep enough in the main that you will regret it if you haven't. Yeah. If you can at all make it happen. Yeah. If you can do make it. Make it happen. And uh, yeah, it's great. But I couldn't believe when I saw these podcasts and people are just like, they're defending, they're not only like giving them a pass, they're like criticizing people for like, what's your problem with them lip syncing? You shouldn't be, you should just be happy and go and enjoy the show. And I'm like, that sucks. I just Kiss made themselves as this like hardworking rock band. Like that's what Kiss is. And then they've turned into this like. Nesbitt, you can have all of my Kiss final. You can <laughs> Which have is all none. of my Kiss final. But that's the one thing about this podcast that I think people will agree on is we're totally honest about Maiden. We're not afraid to criticize stuff. We're not like everything that Maiden does is awesome no, no matter what. Which I just realized some of these Kiss podcasts are just like, I don't know if they don't want to like get Kiss angry or something. Yeah. But like, if we like, like we trashed, remember when we did Tattooed Millionaire? There's a lot yeah. of songs on there we didn't like. There's been a lot of B sides we've trashed in past episodes yeah. and future episodes probably. Yeah. Like, if we like stuff, we like it. If we don't like it, like we, we do like a lot. And I know some yeah. people are like, how can you love Blaze so much? But like, I love the Blaze stuff. Yeah, but I'm honest. Virtual Eleven, we had an honest take, and yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. I, yeah, like I always say, we're not like Maiden cheerleaders. Yeah. We happen to love almost everything Maiden does, but yeah. we're not afraid to criticize. And if Maiden pulled something like this, I would be disgusted. Yeah. Well, it's like this is the last Maiden, uh, Kiss tour, and I always want to take my daughter to see Kiss. That's right. And they will probably come close to us on in this three-year tour they're doing. But I would, yeah. I'm not going to give them my money to see this. No. No, right. people always say like vote with your wallet and i was like that's exactly what i'm gonna do yeah not go and so i heard something funny though even though this like really annoys me i'm still a huge kiss fan and episode 66 i'm gonna do a flashback to one of my very favorite clips that i made it's a kiss iron maiden mashup that i made just to piss you off like episode 20 something No place for hiding, baby No place to run 
So that I call that uh, where love guns dare. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, it was back. It was an episode where we had a big debate about how much you hate Kiss. And the following it. episode, I had this ready to go when I played. Do you remember it. the? And reason, I totally forgot do you about the it. reason I hate Kiss. Because I hate Gene Simmons. No, it wasn't that. Well, I do hate Gene Simmons. <laughs> It was, uh, and look, you know, the other thing is, is I'm not a mean person and I love people and I generally give a lot of people, uh, I have no issues with that, but you gotta, you gotta have some things that drive you nuts, right? Oh, you love hating but stuff, right? I do, but <laughs> I wouldn't say hate is a strong word, but, but, um, a fellow I didn't like was a huge Kiss fan and just like, oh yeah. me off on a bad note. Remember that? <laughs> and I anyway, do know. Yeah. Um, and they do some cool stuff and they did merchandise well and there's some amazing Kiss songs and yeah. they're great at doing anthems and I yeah. get it but I'm just not gonna yeah there's a lot of deep cuts too that are awesome yeah anyway but that was a clip that I kind of wanted to bring up just because uh, to annoy you once again yeah. to re-annoy you with it mission accomplished <laughs> it's funny mission so that was uh, one of my favorite clips that we played from the last 66 episodes nice so that was probably uh, the best I'm trying to think what our my favorite episode was from the last 66 I really like the Adrian episodes. Yeah. They the, were fun to do. The Yannick one and the Adrian ooh, one. I was going to say the Yannick one where you did the uh, mashup was probably one of my faves. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought uh, the first time we met Jarvis was pretty special. That was a great one, too. That was yeah. a great one. Uh, I love the interview stuff, the Made in Canada. The worst the, clip yeah. that we played? What was that? This one. The rats get back to their holes, finding the master of game. That's the worst clip. That's the uh, Tanya Tagak cover. Yeah, no. Of Run to the Hills? No, no. Uh, no comment. <laughs> okay. No comment. So uh, I remember when we did that episode, my comment after we played that clip was, I get the same feeling listening to that that I get if I saw someone wiping their ass with an Iron Maiden t-shirt. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Anyway, that's the, I brought that up because that's the worst clip. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the worst clip. Yeah, we'll steal worst Best clip. beer in 66 episodes. Ooh. The one James Frazier sent us from New Zealand. Fantastic. The... Vandal from Panhead Custom Ales in New Zealand. He mailed two of them, and it was weeks and weeks and weeks, and we didn't receive them. And I emailed him and said, "Sorry, dude, I guess they got lost." Yeah. And like a couple of days later, one of them showed up. The other one never did show up. No. Because Canada has like crazy import laws with stuff like that. Thanks, Canada. Yeah, thanks a lot. So that's sixty-six episodes. Sixty-six episodes, man. Done in the can. In the can. In the beer can. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, man, we've uh, we got a ton of listeners in the last six six yeah, episodes a lot and uh it's been a lot of fun a lot of european listeners i wasn't expecting to get so many yeah in brazil hello again to everyone in brazil yeah shout out awesome. to all our peeps yep. fantastic and then so we're gonna silicon messiah we're teeing that up next episode is silicon yeah. messiah and yep. then uh uh virtual 11 no prayer are coming soon right no prayer is no prayer i think is the yeah. next maiden album we're gonna yeah. do we've done a lot of prep on them but uh, we haven't recorded yet. Yep. Yeah, fantastic. So we might get a little bit of that harsh take on some Maiden and some of those. But That's true. I do have, then, a, yeah. The more you listen, the more you like. It's true. I thought I would be trashing No Prayer, but I was listening to it a lot. And I was like, actually, mm. a lot of this album is really good. I like it a lot more than I think you do. But Yeah. No, I'm, I surprised myself. I'd be harder myself. on No Fear, or on Fear of the Dark. But Yeah, I think uh, maybe. You might be right about that. Yeah, No Prayer, No Fear. A mashup, perhaps? Anyway, we did 10 Maiden albums. The Maiden albums we have left are uh, No Prayer, which we're going to do soon. Yeah. We haven't done the first Iron Maiden yet. Yeah. Peace of Mind, Fear of the Dark, Virtual Love. We haven't Bra- done Brave New World. Brave New we? World. No. Yeah. So. That's right. Oh, man, lots to do. And then yeah. all the live albums and stuff. Oh, we got tons of live albums to yeah. do. We got tons of stuff. And then the tour is going to start up again. Yeah, and if anyone has an idea for an episode, something cool you yeah. want to do. It's funny because remember we first yeah. sat down and we're like, how are we going to fill 60 minutes? Now we can't get through it all. And now it's like, uh, we're like, I'm done at the end. We're like, oh, we didn't talk about this. We didn't talk about this. Yeah, we're like know, cutting so stuff do. down. Anyway, it's fun. Yeah. 66 episodes. And so, thanks, uh, thanks to all the listeners who got us here. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, because it's the feedback from them and the constant yep. messages and texts. The emails. I love emails. getting the emails. Yeah. I love getting these audio clips that people send at talkingmaiden.com slash talk. Yeah. It yeah. means a lot. It really yeah. does. And I hope you enjoy it. That's and excellent. it makes it more fun, too, because uh, me and you talking into a microphone is yeah. uh, fun. But like when you get the feedback from it, 
That's cool. Yeah, when someone writes in, like the few clips we there had tonight. Yeah. You know, I mean, that means a lot. Yep. It really does. Awesome. Talkingmaiden.com. Talkingmaiden.com slash talk if you want to uh, give us a message. Yep. Talkingmaiden.com slash beers if you want to get drunk. And then you can find <laughs> us on Facebook. Uh, we're, I don't know, Twitter. Talking Maiden and Twitter as well. Talking Maiden. Yeah. We haven't really been pushing there. the Twitter. No. Uh, I think we just hit 555 followers Ooh, so maybe wow. if we get to 626 yeah. although i'm not i'm doing absolutely nothing to try to like it <laughs> we're not doing anything we don't care i know yeah say love you all right until next time up the irons down the house.